Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast dedicated to the importance of creating your truth, realizing your own self-worth, loving who you are and the journey you're on, all while planning for the future, but still being present in the now. I'm your host, Kristen Martin. You may know me from my YouTube channel, where I post writing advice videos and day-in-the-life vlogs, or perhaps you've delved into my fictitious worlds by reading one of my young adult books, or maybe we're meeting for the first time. If the latter is the case, then hello and welcome. There's plenty of space here for everyone from all walks of life, whether you're lost and can't seem to find your way, or you think you're on the right path, or you're just starting out and have no idea where to begin. It's all about empowering yourself to be the kind of person you want to be and to pursue the lifestyle you want to live. So let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to That Smart Hustle and welcome to episode 16. Pretty crazy to think that there are already 15 episodes of this podcast. And I want to say thank you so much to all of you who have left ratings and reviews on this podcast. And if you've reached out to me via email or through social media to let me know how much you're enjoying the podcast and that you're getting something out of it, I really do just want to say thank you and express my gratitude. It really means a lot to me when you guys reach out and let me know that the content I'm putting out there is helping you. So again, I just want to say thank you so much. And I'm going to apologize in advance because I am a little bit fired up today, especially about today's topic. And today I want to talk about toxic people and removing toxic people and relationships and removing that influence of those toxic vibes from your life. It can be especially difficult to remove toxic people if they are someone that's very close to you, like a family member or a best friend or someone that you have known for a really long time. This is something that I have struggled with in the past, but I have come up with some ways, I guess you could say some tips and tricks to kind of just remove them as much as I possibly can or really limit my interaction with those toxic people because I've just found that they bring my energy down, they drain me, and just interacting with them alone is absolutely exhausting. So I'm sure you have faced this before where you meet a new friend or a new acquaintance and you start hanging out and everything is great in the beginning, whether it's a friendship or more intimate on a relationship level. And then eventually as time goes on, you find that you are just absolutely drained and exhausted and that this person has a very negative outlook on life and it's bringing down your good vibes and your positivity. Personally, I've had this happen in many of my relationships. I've had it happen in even more of my friendships. So I do have my core group of friends, which is literally four people. Four people that I've known pretty much almost my whole life for at least 10 plus years. And they are my my go-to people. They are my core people. And even though I change and they change, we tend to grow in the same direction, if that makes sense. So these people have always been supporters of me and I've been supporters of them. They've always been there for me when I've needed them to lend words of wisdom, to give an encouraging hand, whatever it may be, they have always been there. I can also say that I feel so incredibly blessed because I have a wonderful, wonderful family. They are so supportive. They are my rocks. They they cheer me on. You know, they're my cheerleaders. And I just feel so grateful and so blessed that I have this really awesome support structure and that that is my family and my best friends. So I do feel very fortunate in that aspect. But like many people and probably like many of you listening, I have gone through many friendships 
that definitely were not the best for me or brought out the worst side of me. And I believe it was Tim Ferriss who said that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So this is something, when you really think about it in that aspect, I feel like it's really true. When I think about different phases of my life and who I was hanging out with the most at that time, you know, my top five friends, or if it was a relationship and then my top four friends, it's really interesting to go back and read through my journals or to just kind of reminisce, maybe look through photos and just kind of see what mindset I had and what the situation was, how I behaved, what my moods were like, and just really what I was doing at the time. And so I definitely agree with the fact that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if that's the case, then obviously we need to make sure that the people we are surrounding ourselves with on a regular basis are the type of people that we aspire to be or the type of person that we want to be. And for me, this is someone who is very positive, ambitious, very driven, and just determined, but also likes to let loose and have fun every once in a while. Ever since I can remember, I was always just this bubbly little positive ray of sunshine. And I actually have people call me, oh, you're little Miss Sunshine at work. It happens all the time. And so I don't know if it's just something that you know, I kind of grew up with, I just grew up with a positive outlook on life, thinking that anything was possible, kind of living in la la land or my dreamland. But I've always just had that positive mindset. It's just been a natural inherent thing ever since I was a kid. Unfortunately, that's carried on into adulthood, even though I will say I have been at some jobs or in some positions in the corporate world where I was told that my optimism and positivity made me look unprofessional, which I thought was absolutely hilarious, but that is a story for another day. (laughs) It's one of those things where I just prefer to be positive and to see the silver lining in bad situations and to just be happy. I feel like when you're happier and you're more positive, you just live a better life. I think that's, it's a pretty obvious connection, but so many people go through their life just going through the motions or just feeling like they're in a slump or in a negative mindset, or they're super sarcastic. I've met a lot of super sarcastic people, and it makes me feel kind of sad for them because when you're so sarcastic all the time, I feel like you're, in a sense, sucking all of the life out of the people around you and all of the situations that you're you're going through. I always like to think of negative people and really sarcastic people as dementors in Harry Potter because I feel like you know, the Dementors come and they just suck all of the happiness. Like you'll never feel happiness again. I think that's what Hermione or Ron or Harry, one of them says that. And I feel like it's just so true as well with toxic people. I feel like they are the Dementors of the muggle world. And yes, that was a huge Harry Potter reference. So I'm sorry if you haven't read Harry Potter, but maybe that will get you inspired to go read it so you can understand what in the world I'm talking about. So yes, I've had a number of different friends and different groups of friends. And I think when you're growing up, especially when you're in high school and in college, you're just kind of trying to find out who you are and discover more about yourself. You tend to go through some different phases. So in high school, I had my very small core group of friends. It was maybe three other girls and me. And then I had some other people that I, you know, I was acquainted with and I interacted with, but I never really felt like I kind of meshed or really vibed with those people. So I just stuck with my core group of friends. And these were girls that were super positive, like me. They were bubbly. They liked to have fun, but they were also ambitious and driven. And, 
you know, they wanted to get good grades. They wanted to go to college. And I just felt like we had a lot in common. The other thing we had in common was that we were incredibly sheltered. Our parents were very strict in high school. So we were definitely not the people that you would see going to parties on the weekends. That was just something that my parents were like, no, no, you can't do that. And my friends had the exact same same setup with their parents. So that was fine. But I will say when I got to college, I did start to hang out with more extroverted people and people that like to go out to parties and like to go out and have a lot of fun. And so when I was hanging out with them, I found that I myself became very extroverted. I loved going out. I always wanted to be around people and socializing and interacting. And so it's interesting because in high school, I was a little bit more introverted somewhat extroverted, but not really. And then pretty much all four years in college, I was super, super extroverted. I just, I loved being around people. That was my thing. And then when I moved away from Arizona, which is where all of my friends were, that's where I went to college. I moved from Arizona to Houston, Texas. Did not know a soul when I moved to Texas. I found that it was a little lonely, but fortunately I started my career and that particular department had a lot of people at the time that were also my age. And it was a great way for me to start to get to know people in the Houston area, people that were my age, they had just graduated. So again, we had a lot in common. They were driven. They wanted to move up in the company, climb the corporate ladder, all that good stuff. So it's definitely interesting to see the different phases of our lives and who we are as we go along this life journey. But along each of those phases, I can definitely tell you there were some very, very toxic people that had entered my life. So if you've been feeling drained, exhausted, tired, or like when someone texts you or reaches out to you or sends you an email, whatever it may be, you just kind of like hold the phone away from you like, oh no, I don't want to talk to you right now. I don't want to talk to you ever again. I feel you. I've been there. I was definitely at that level today at work specifically. I just was not really in the mood to socialize or interact with certain people that tend to kind of bring my vibe down. So I want to talk about five things that you can do if you're experiencing toxic people, toxic relationships, or just that negative influence that you want to try to remove from your life. So first and foremost, you obviously have to identify who these people are and how they make you feel. And I know this sounds super obvious, but sometimes if someone is really, really close to you, say it's a family member or a friend We sometimes will look over the way they're making us feel because we've known them for such a long time. And to cut off that relationship or to try to remove the negative pieces of it in some way seems really overwhelming and actually seems kind of sad and heartbreaking because it's someone that we've we've known for a really long time. So my first piece of advice is to pull out a piece of paper and write down the names of any people in your life that currently drain your energy. Or think about if they text you or reach out to you, you know, you kind of cringe or maybe you don't respond right away because you're not too excited to talk with them because you know they're going to bring some sort of drama or conflict into your life. So take a piece of paper, write those names down and really think about the people closest to you as well. Close friends, you know, best friends and family members. And this list is for your eyes only. It doesn't have to go anywhere else. But just make sure you're true to this exercise and make sure you actually write down the names of all the people that drain your energy. Otherwise, this advice is not going to work and you're going to continue to feel drained and exhausted and sad and negative and irritated. All those emotions that no one wants to feel. So once you have that list of names, my second piece of advice is 
is to accept the fact that these people are not going to change. And I don't care how many times anyone says it to you saying, oh, I can change, I can change. People do not change. Their actions and behaviors may change, but who they are as a person at their core, that that's who they are. It is their personality. It is ingrained in them. And while people can make strides and make steps to change, in my opinion, I honestly do not think anyone can truly change themselves 100%. I've been through too many friendships to know that people will always start to change a little bit. They'll change their actions, behaviors, the things that they say, but they will always, always, always go back to what is comfortable for them. And if what was comfortable for them was negativity, that is what they're going to go back to always. So if you can look at your list and accept the fact that they are not going to change, you will be doing yourself a huge, huge favor. So now that you have accepted that these people are not going to change, the third thing I would recommend is to establish boundaries with these people. And you don't need to necessarily go to them directly and say, hey, these are the boundaries. Like, I'm not going to answer your text if, you know, you're bringing some kind of drama or conflict into my life. You don't have to have a direct conversation with this person about the boundaries that you want to establish. You need to establish these boundaries with yourself. For instance, there are certain people in my workplace that I prefer to not really interact with as much because I feel like they bring a lot of drama or conflict or just unnecessary tension to my life. And so the more that I can just kind of establish a boundary where it's like I only see them or talk with them or meet with them when I absolutely have to, then the happier I'm going to be because I don't have to deal or get involved with the drama that they are creating. And that's another thing about toxic people that I want to mention is that the crises that these people seem to have or the drama, it is all of their own making. They have created this crisis or their soap opera of the week, as I like to call it. So maybe someone said something to them, it really ticked them off. And so they're venting about it and going off about it. And I understand every once in a while we get frustrated, we need to vent. But if it's something that's happening every week or even worse, every single day where someone is finding something wrong with every situation and blowing it out of proportion, that is a toxic person. They are creating that crisis and that drama. And that is something that you do not need to be available for. You do not need to be involved with that. So do not make yourself available for crises. If someone tries to pull you into a crisis or their drama, just make sure you have that established boundary. So for instance, if it's someone at work, you can always say that you have another meeting to go to or that you really need to get back to your desk because you have an important email that that you need to answer. You can have something to fall back on because I know when you're with colleagues at work, people start talking and then you're suddenly involved in this conversation that you don't want to be involved in. So just say that there's something that you need to go do and it's urgent and exit the situation. Now, if you're on the phone with a family member or a friend, or maybe you're even talking to them in person, this can be a much more difficult situation. And really the one thing that you can try to do is to change the topic as quickly as you possibly can so you don't go down the rabbit hole. And if that doesn't work, I've actually said this to friendships. I mean, they're no longer my friends anymore because I knew they were toxic people and I had to establish those boundaries. But I said to them, you know, this is making me uncomfortable or this isn't really something that I, I want to talk about right now. Maybe we can, you know, pick up on this later on. And, you know, we end up not talking about it because I never bring it up again because it's something I did not want to talk about in the first place. 
The fourth tip I have to limiting your interaction with toxic people is to not let them guilt trip you. And this is something that I I really had to work at because it was difficult for me. So again, whenever a toxic person had their crisis or their drama and they were trying to pull me into it, they would say something like, oh, I just feel bad because I, I don't have anyone else to talk to about this or, or you're not making time to talk to me about this. And so those types of things, again, this is the typical toxic person behavior because they are just so self-consumed and self-absorbed and it's all me, me, me. They just want you to focus on them. And that is not what, that's not what you need to be doing because again, you're just going to be dragged down to their level. You're going to be surrounded by negativity and that toxicity is just going to eat away at you and it's going to eat away at your energy. So again, when someone tries to guilt trip me, I just say, no, we can talk about it later, but you're right. I just, I don't have the time right now. I'm busy right now. We can talk about it later on. So anyway, you can try to change the subject or just cut it off completely that is the best way to go about it. And then eventually, once you have established those boundaries, you have stopped letting them guilt trip you and you're not getting pulled into their crises or their drama, that toxic person is going to realize that you are no longer available to listen to them whine and complain and be negative about anything. And the relationship will slowly just kind of fade away. And that's exactly, at least for me, that's exactly how I I want it to happen. I don't want to have some huge blowout or some huge argument with someone because I don't agree with just the way they carry themselves or their views on life or being super negative. I, I don't want to have a huge conversation about it. I feel like confrontation with toxic people can be really dangerous territory. Sometimes I think that conversation can go well, but the majority of the time, I think the best thing to do is to establish boundaries and just gradually let the relationship fall away and fade away. I've done this with all of the toxic relationships in my life, and it has worked every single time. And last but not least, number five is to surround yourself with good vibes, good people, good relationships. And I will admit this is harder than it sounds because at times it can feel like there are only so many people that you truly, truly get along with. So it may take some time to build that inner circle of people that you trust, of people that are positive, and of people that you want to be around. The best way to know if someone is kind of a good fit for you, whether it's relationship or friendship, is if they reach out to you. If you get excited about seeing that person or making plans to hang out with them, that's a really good sign. That's a sign that this person is high energy or is kind of matching your vibe and that's what you want. But for those people that reach out to you and make you feel kind of crummy or you're just like, oh, I don't really need to answer them right away, do I? That's a good sign that those people are probably not going to match your vibe and eventually they are going to turn into a negative relationship and a negative influence in your life. And then you're going to have to go through these steps all over again to remove that negativity and that person, that relationship from your life. It might sound super woo-woo, but I really do believe in vibes and the law of attraction. And I feel like what you put out there is what you're going to attract. And so if you're putting good vibes out there and positivity and happiness, then I feel like you're going to attract those things, those situations, and those types of people into your life. 
So that is all that I have for you guys today for this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean so much to me if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Don't forget that I do have a free guide up on my website called five action steps you can take right now to start showing up for your dreams. All you have to do is go to thatsmarthustle.com. There'll be a pop-up box. You enter your email address, click submit, and then that guide will be emailed to your inbox. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk with you again in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.